time for re-engineering your finances with the founder of CP Weldy Group, Charles Weldy. Welcome to another edition of Reengineering Your Finances. Walter Storholt here alongside Charles Weldy, founder of CP Weldy Group, serving you in Delaware and Chester County areas with an office in Chad's Ford PA on Route 52. You can find Charles online by going to cpweldygroup.com. On today's show, it's a tough topic, but one that needs to be covered. So get ready. We're going to be talking about the difficulty of financial planning after the death of a spouse. Now, it's a life event that can be one of the most difficult things to go through, both emotionally and financially. When one spouse dies, the remaining spouse is left to wrestle with a mountain of questions and choices. And although it's difficult to discuss, proper planning can make it at least a little bit easier to transition through that major life event. Charles, on today's show, I want to explore with you what someone should do in the event of a spouse's passing, but also some of the pre-planning that can take place as well. Is this one of the toughest things that that you deal with and, and have to walk clients through when these kinds of things happen? Yes, it is, Walter. I mean, uh, sad to report that, you know, we're in the 2020, it's only what, like uh, seven months, and we've had two clients that lost their spouses mm-hmm. and uh, two extremely different cases. One where, you know, the, the surviving spouse doesn't know what's going on and, you know, hasn't really done a lot of planning. And uh, the second one is, uh, you know, the couple both knew what was going on and, you know, it was a much easier transition, obviously, the emotional uh, side of it, you know, no one can predict, but uh, financially, she ended up very well. So what we have just to kind of start the show out is we have what we call a survivor's checklist. And uh, what that does, it kind of, uh, you know, gives people a summary of like, what steps they need to take to maybe settle the deceased spouse estate or, you know, what they need to do to get in the ball in the air, so to speak. So uh, immediately, you know, we, we had them contact their friends, relatives, or business organizations, you know, that type thing. But then there's a 30-day and a 60-day, you know, uh, game plan. And pretty much, you know, I guess when they go to their funeral homes, if that's, you know, their uh, you know, their, their faith-based uh, funeral homes. Um, you know, a lot of times the funeral people will take care of the Social Security Administration forms and the death certificates, things of that nature. But uh, really, it, the retitling of the assets and really the tax implications, you know, uh, to the survivor and uh, really like the cash flow, that's all pretty critical for, for most surviving spouses because generally speaking, you know, when you're married for X amount of years, it's a team effort and you know, either, you know, the one that passed away is the, uh, you know, the lead dog, or uh, if they both did it together, you know, that's a lot, uh, you know, more, uh, what would I say, uh, that might be a lot better for the survivor. But generally speaking, we find that, you know, the person that passes away is a person that really handled all the finances. So it's kind of sad. And it's uh, something that I don't, I certainly don't look forward to doing, but uh, we've done it on many occasions. Yeah. Uh, well, unfortunately, uh, like many things in life, experience is excellent to have, but this is one of those areas where it's unfortunate to have so much experience, but still important nonetheless. So let's get into some of the planning things that need to be discussed here, Charles. When a uh, Let's focus on a new client. When a new client comes to you, whether you know man or woman, right after losing their spouse, so that you're, you're meeting them for the first time after losing their spouse. What are they typically most concerned about in that moment? I think they're really concerned about like, you know, uh, will my uh, current income be interrupted? If so, how do we plan for, uh, you know, the next, uh, you know, 20, 25 years? Am I going to be able to still afford to stay in my house? Should I stay in my house? What about, you know, Medicare? 
you know, that type of thing. So they're really concerned about, hey, you know, what do I have to do first? And, you know, uh, is there a game plan to help me through this, um, you know, very tough emotional uh, part of my life? So, uh, you know, what we generally do is we do a tax projection and we say, all right, you know, this is the last year that you're going to be filing a joint return. So, you know, if their account balances are significant, we try to like, you know, accelerate income. So they'll pay at the lowest possible tax rate because uh, what many surviving spouses don't realize is that, you know, when one passes away, one social security check disappears and the surviving spouse, the year after their spouse passes away, now is filing a return as a single individual and tax rates on single people are a lot higher than they are on married filing a joint return. So that's probably the big focus is, hey, if I were John or Mary and I am the surviving spouse, what can I do this year before the end of the year from a tax point of view to make sure that myself and my you know, uh, beneficiaries are paying the least amount of tax, you know, uh, not only on my remaining life expectancy, but during their life expectancy too. So tax planning is critical. That's number one. The second thing would be assets. So uh, a case, uh, I'm actually going to a woman's house this afternoon. She lost her husband, I guess, like uh, three weeks ago. And uh, the the husband had an IRA. My surviving spouse had an IRA also. So we're getting the paperwork together to actually consolidate the IRA from the spouses into the surviving spouse's IRA. There was an account that was jointly owned. Now it has to be retitled to a single account. There were some annuities and life insurance. So there's got to be paperwork to make elections on, hey, you know, how's the death benefit going to be paid in, in the terms of the life insurance, in terms of the annuities? Hey, are we going to continue that contract? Are we going to actually just like take a lump sum? Are we going to take a payment over a certain period of time? So there's a lot of variables, Walter, uh, when people pass away. And, um, you know, they're really not... Uh, geared to handling all this at once. So it's really like a maybe a 90 day to 120 day process to walk them through, you know, what they need to get done just to make sure that the transition is as smooth as possible. Yeah, I know there's so much to try and consider and and understand. Um, when one spouse dies, are there a, what, what other challenges does that remaining spouse have to deal with? What else pops up on the screen? I mean, you know, I'll just use an example that's happening today. I have a spouse, uh, a surviving spouse that lives in one of these retirement communities where, hey, you know, um, you're going to be there. It's your last move. And she lived for many years there with her husband, where her husband's not not alive anymore. She's going to be okay because she's surrounded by a community of, uh, you know, other type uh, men and women that maybe have lost their spouse. And, you know, uh, she's fairly acclimated with uh, where she's at, where um, another client, you know, lives in a house uh, with her husband, the husband passes away. Uh, the house is a big house, you know, doesn't know how long he or she wants to stay there. Totally different you know, she's by herself. I mean, I don't, I'm not a psychologist. I don't know what it is to live by yourself after you live with someone for, you know, 50, 60 years. But I know that people get depressed and, you know, um, maybe not immediately after someone dies, but, you know, shortly thereafter when, you know, people, you know, don't call as much or visit as much. So uh, there's a lot of challenges, not just financial. I think it's emotional and it's something that, um, you know, in studying to be a financial planner and a tax, uh, you know, professional, there's no book that 
to teach you how to act or react to this type of uh, event. But, um, you know, obviously we're all human and if we can do our best to put ourselves in their position and act with empathy, uh, I think things will eventually work out for the best. Well, that's helpful to understand, Charles. One last question for you. You know, you talked about f- folks who might be in a difficult position because of of poor planning or or the lack of a plan. What about, uh, let's end on a positive note, maybe a story of a widowed spouse who was left in a very solid financial position because of the good uh, financial planning that they were able to do on the front end? Well, you know, I, it's one of my best clients comes to mind. I mean, she lost her husband maybe about five years ago. He was an engineer. She was a school teacher. They both had pensions. They saved wisely. They didn't overspend. You know, basically, she didn't miss a beat. I mean, when he passed away, uh, obviously, it was emotionally challenging for her for you know a certain period of time. But uh, in terms of finances, I mean, what we did is uh, that year that he passed away, we accelerated as much income as possible in their you know, tax return to uh, maybe do some Roth conversion planning. And uh, now I can you know, happily report five years later of all the money that her and her husband accumulated, it's all in Roth IRAs. Yeah, she's still paying taxes on her pension and her social security benefit. But by and large, we did our best to actually create a plan to decrease her taxes, increase her income. And, um, you know, she's, she just bought a house, a, a second home down in Naples, Florida uh, for cash. She's doing extremely well. I think she's only about 74 years old. And, uh, you know, the world is her oyster. That's great to hear. Uh, helpful to you as a planner when you can help put people in that kind of position, right? Oh, absolutely. But, you know, a lot of it goes towards, you know, like what did they do to get to that point? And now I'm just actually directing traffic. So, you know, you can control taxes, you can control, you know, um, I guess, cash flow, you can control, you know, volatility, well, maybe not control volatility, but you can compartmentalize it. So there's things that you control, things that you can't control. We just try to focus on the things we can't control, you know, taxes, risk and uh, cash flow. Well, if you need any assistance with your financial plan, if you do not have a great plan in place to deal with the potential loss of a spouse, you know, in many cases, one is going to go before the other. It's just the the statistics. It's the fact of life. And you've got to have a plan in place for that big life change. And when you're dealing with the emotions of everything after it happens, it can be hard to make smart financial decisions in those times. So make it while you're clear-headed now. Make the plans, put them in place before you have to deal with the emotional side of things. Go ahead and take care of the financial side ahead of time. If you've not taken those steps to put together a good financial plan in place to make sure that your significant other or spouse will be taken care of in the event of your passing, take action today. Make that happen. Pick up the phone and give a call to Charles Weldy at 610-388-7705. That's 610-388-7705. Or go online to cpweldygroup.com and get in touch through the website. That's cpweldygroup.com. And we'll put contact info in the description of today's show so it's easy for you to find. Charles, thank you for the help on a tough topic, and we'll look forward to another good conversation with you next time. Thank you, Walter. Have a great day. You too. That's Charles Weldy. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time on Reengineering Your Finances.
Financial planning and advisory services are offered through Prosperity Capital Advisors, PCA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration as an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The CP Weldy Group and PCA are separate non-affiliated entities. PCA does not provide tax or legal advice.